This is the Six Man Show, a brand new Orlando Magic podcast with your hosts, Will Robles and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. It is May 18th, 2019, Saturday night. Your boys, Will and Jonathan, we're recording this episode. You guys will be hearing this on Monday. Uh, we just wanted to go ahead and touch on a few things really quickly. First thing, one thing that we messed up last week that we forgot to do is our little around the NBA. So as everybody knows, you know, we're in deep into the conference finals right now. Oh, yeah. I think Milwaukee's up 2-0. Two 2-0, to zero, two zero, yeah. Up on the Toronto Raptors. Killed them uh, last night in game two. And right now, Golden State is well on their way, being up 3-0 on the Portland Trailblazers. They're up 100-92. to 92. Four minutes left in the fourth quarter. So, oh, really? Yeah. Man. Portland's looking like they're, you know, they're going to get swept. So, I mean, it is what it is. KD's not even back. All this talk about maybe, you know, they wouldn't be able to get the job done without KD. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe this looks good for the rest of the league. Maybe they'll realize they don't need KD and KD will move I, on to yeah. New York or I feel like KD's, maybe. KD's leaving either way. Man, I really hope so. Um, but we'll see. You know, I don't think he's going to want to stay – you know, and Steph's shadow being, you know, he's in, in Golden State, you know, wearing that jersey. Always going to be That's Steph's always going to be Steph's team. I feel like he should at least go to the Clippers or something, oh you know, God. somewhere else. No. Make a name KD, for himself somewhere else. Just if you have any respect for yourself, go to the Knicks. If you win, Heck if you no. win a championship in New York, you'll be a legend forever. So don't go to the Knicks. I, I, the Knicks fan base, I can't stand the Knicks fan base. Yeah, but Knicks I just, and Lakers, I can't. I just stand think them. the Knicks being good is just better for the NBA. It is better for the NBA. Yeah. Any any large market like that, any New York team, any New York team being good is great for any league. But yeah. you know. And then the other thing uh, that we haven't talked about, you know, since last week, is the uh, New Orleans Pelicans winning the NBA draft Yo, lottery. That's insane. How crazy is that? Three. Three and a half months ago, they get screwed over by the Lakers. Anthony Davis is, is trying to leave. They they have no idea what they're going to do. They yeah. end up winning the freaking draft lottery. They're getting Zion, and now people are saying that Anthony Davis might stay in New Orleans. So, just I, absolutely yeah. freaking crazy. I wouldn't mind Anthony Davis staying in New Orleans, but yeah. if they can trade Anthony Davis for that number three pick from New York, yeah. they might as well do it. That's less uh, money on the books. You're getting a, a lot younger guy. I mean... Yeah, I think it's a win. Well, everybody always says how like impressionable Anthony Davis is, how like he can be very easily swayed. Like he kind of well, listens say, to yeah, the last the person that was in Durant. his ear. Yeah. Well, like now I'm like, man, maybe they say, oh man, we've got this kid coming in, he's going to be great, stick around. But I mean, me personally, if he really wants to win, if it really is all about winning, I don't see him waiting. You know, two or three years. Zion's going to be good from day one. He's not going to be an elite player from day one. Yeah. It's going to take two or three years for him to develop into that. At least two to three years. I don't see Durant. Uh, sorry, Davis saying, "Oh yeah, I'll stick around and, and and wait for this kid to to develop." So I think the same thing. I think he's going to end up getting traded. They said that they're not trading him to the Lakers, so probably going to end up being New York. They have probably the best package yeah. outside of the Lakers uh, right now that they can offer. So did did you watch the lottery live? Yeah, I did. I when did. they said that the Lakers <laughs> were in the top four, Listen. I was like, if the Lakers win this draft, I will throw up. Because that is just like the most undeserving like team 
Yeah. Everything that happened with Davis and just all the picks that they've had the last, you know, four or five years, just to, to see them like for that 10 or 15 minute window where it looked like they were going to win like the lottery. I was just going to be insane. Well, like I said, like the two markets in the NBA that I can't stand, like the fan bases, like fan base wise. Yeah. New York and the Lakers, because for some reason, I feel like Lakers fans think they deserve like the team being great right. all the time. Yeah. Um. Now they have LeBron and they're still not happy. That just comes with being in a big market. <laughs> yeah. But. So you start like dirt bags. <laughs> the uh the number four pick, I was like I was like, please God, <laughs> let it be the Lakers or New York. Don't let them get the top two. Right. They go. And the number four, you know, the number four pick will be the Lakers. I'm yeah. like, yes, yes. And then so <laughs> I'm sitting here watching it like watching it on the couch. Yeah. And then, you know, number four, Lakers. Great. I'm like happy about it because yeah. I'm like you. I don't want the Lakers getting number one pick. Yeah. And then I was like, please, God, please let it be New York for right. number three. Don't let New York get one or two because they're already getting KD or Kyrie or, or Anthony Davis or, or somebody. I was like, just don't let them get Zion too. Number three pick goes to New York. Dude, I jumped off oh the couch. God. See, I've never been so excited for a draft. Really? And I was oh my like, god for when this happened. Okay. Yeah, like I understand like the magic aren't in it. Yeah. Um so it that excitement of like maybe the magic will get a high pick is different. Yeah. I but got just you. like knowing New York is still gonna suck. Oh my god. Unless they get like unless they get yeah. K D or somebody. But for me, I don't see I personally wouldn't go to New York seeing how the owner yeah, is just, just horrible. Yeah. The team, the organization's horrible. And how sensitive, like, KD and Kyrie are. To the like, media. The media is going to rip them apart. Eat them alive. Like, if yeah. they think, if Kyrie thinks Boston's bad, yeah, New York's going to be ten times worse. Man, that's San Francisco <laughs> media is just vicious, isn't it, KD? Yeah. Like, so. so, I don't see them going to New York yeah. unless they're, like, partnering up. Uh, and, yeah. you know, the team's going to be, like, suit, like solid. I, I completely agree. The draft is going to be a lot of fun. Speaking of the draft... Anybody that's come out to either one of our Buffalo Wild Wings meetups, you guys can come out uh, Thursday, June 20th. Uh, not sure quite what time it is yet. It's probably they're going to be 7 or 8 o'clock. I, I haven't been able to find the draft time anywhere. But at the Buffalo Wild Wings on Tampa Road in Oldsmar, uh, we're going to have a, a Orlando Magic draft party there. Understand that the Magic don't have a top pick, but you know it's just a, an excuse for all of us to get together. Still got a few months until preseason and the regular season starts, so we'll be talking more about that over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. We'll be posting it on you know all the social media pages. You know, make sure you're following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. Uh, but we'll be talking about that you know on on the episodes to come. But once again, Buffalo Wild Wings in Oldsmar, Tampa Road. Thursday, June 20th at either 7 or 8 o'clock, we're going to have a draft party. So just come on out, you know, have a have a beer, eat some wings, hang out with some Magic fans. It's going to be, you know, a lot of fun. Yeah, the last two times that we've met up uh, with other Magic fans, it's, it's been a good time. Oh, yeah. I love seeing so, all you guys. You know, thanks thanks for coming out, you know, to the, to the guys that did 
you know, like Will said, it, it's it's always a great time. So make I mean, sure you guys come on out. Yeah. The other thing we want to let you guys know about, uh, we mentioned it a little bit last week. We are going to be doing a mailbag episode in a few weeks. We've gotten a few questions already. You know, keep sending you know that our way. Oh, yeah. you know, any questions that you guys have about you know the magic, you know, free agency, all that stuff, just, just send it our way. We'll we'll be doing that in a in a few you know weeks. So we're going to jump into today's episode now. Last week we talked about how that was like a part one of a of a two week series. So this is obviously going to be part two, and we're just talking about Terrence Ross's and um, Nikola Vucevic's free agency. You got to throw that accent in there. So yeah, last week we kind of talked, and you know if you listen to last week, I'm sure you got the vibe that me and Will, you know, both are fans of bringing both of these guys back. Oh, yeah. This week we're really going to talk more about you know what if we don't you know, keep Ross? What if we don't keep Vooch? What if we keep one, get rid of the other, keep both, get rid of both, whatever. Basically just what other free agent targets, you know, are out there, you know, who else, you know, if it's not those guys, you know, coming back next year, where are we going to turn to? So we'll start with Terrence Ross. Uh, we'll talk about the the shooting guard position. So we got all the information, you know, that we, that we are going to talk about here from either hoops hype uh, when it's in regards to, uh, which you know free agents are going to be you know available this summer, and then all the stats obviously you know we we get from from Basketball Reference. So um, we'll we'll kind of get into this here. So I'll just kind of go down the list of, and we went down this list. It's not exactly who's on that hoops hype list. Everybody that we mentioned here um, is on that list, but we did leave you know a couple guys off like Jimmy Butler. We're not getting Jimmy Butler. We're not getting Clay Thompson. I mean- we could, but it'd be we could, but it it would just it's 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 not realistic. Highly unlikely, yeah. and it's it's really not the right time to be going to fish for a you know a big fish like that. But um, we did leave some of you know the guys on those lists off of our list just because I mean it's either not a good fit or we just don't see them you know coming to Orlando. So so we'll just run down the list here. So we've got guys like J.J. Redick, Danny Green, Wayne Ellington, Jeremy Lamb, Rodney Hood, Seth Curry. Reggie Bullock. So, Will, why don't you open it up? You know, tell us who, if it's not Terrence Ross on this list, who would you most likely have, and and why? Where would where do you think we turn? I mean, honestly, I wouldn't mind having JJ, who I'd really want from these from this list. I would take Danny Green. You know, he's younger than JJ. You know, his points weren't all there this season, but you already know what Danny brings. You know, to the table, and he could shoot. And he can play defense, and I feel like yeah. those are two things that we really need. Yeah, forty-five point five percent from the three-point line this exactly. year. Exactly. I I just feel like that's something that we could really use for the Magic. A lot of these other players, I feel like they're situation players. Uh, what I mean by that is like Seth Curry, like you know, playing for Portland, it's been a good situation for him. Um, Rodney Hood, coming from like you know Cleveland, yeah, wasn't doing much. Goes to Portland, also starts playing good. Jeremy Land. He's been playing pretty good, um, so this is probably one of his best years. But to me, I and I've always been a fan of Danny Green. Yeah, he's been one of my favorite players. You know, him playing for the Spurs, watching him go against Miami during those final runs. So for me, I would pick Danny Green. Well, the way that we we laid out this list it, as we were going through them, this is kind of the at least for me the order in which I would want to go after those guys. So okay. JJ Redick, Danny Green, Wayne Ellington, Jeremy Lamb, Rodney Hood, Seth Curry, Reggie Bullock. So a couple of these guys on the list, I mean, it would be most likely like a last resort. 
apart from you know Terrence, that's what like seven other guys on this list. But number one would you know I want to see us go after JJ Redick just because of the fact. I mean he is 34 years old, but this year averaging 18 points a game, still 2.7 assists. And, you know, the guy's obviously a sharpshooter shooting 39.7% from the three-point line. But as I was going through this, kind of a, a dark horse or somebody that really surprised me was Jeremy Lamb. Just when you look at, you know, all of his numbers, you know, compared to Terrence Ross, made less money than Ross this year. He's two years younger, averaged roughly about the same amount of points, but 5.5 rebounds, 2.2 assists. Both were better than Ross's year this year. Shot 34.8% from the three-point line, so not as good of a shooter as Terrence is. Yeah. But I think in Charlotte, like you said about you know Rodney Hood and Seth Curry, a lot of it is situation. You know, at times he's like the second or third option there. You know, um, where you know we have Terrence coming off of the bench. So I haven't looked. I didn't look at their minutes, but I would venture to guess that Lamb probably played more minutes than Ross. But then when you look at like Rodney Hood, Seth Curry, you know those guys both playing pretty well for Portland. They're in the playoffs right now. They're in the Western Conference Finals. Both play at that shooting guard position. Rodney Hood is, you know, a little bit more versatile, but uh, I don't think they're going to keep those guys. So if we do end up tearing, you know, turning away from Ross, I could see us, you know, picking up one of those guys. But realistically, I think it would be a guy like either J.J. Redick, Danny Green, Wayne Ellington, or like a Reggie Bullock. Like guys who, you know, pretty decent defensively, but are just going to knock down, you know, open shots. Just guys that are, you know, sharpshooters, yeah. basically. I would, I mean, Seth Curry shoots, God, 45% from the three-point line. So that really wouldn't bother me too much either. But um, for the most part, I think, I, I mean, and this might just be our bias showing, but I think both of us kind of expect to bring Terrence back. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, Terrence has been one of the, the best players coming off of the bench. And you know, you know, he didn't even get like a nod for a six man. Yeah. Um, which is insane. Montrezl Harrell and Lou Williams, I think both definitely deserve to be like two of the three finalists. But Sabonis. Uh, Sabonis played well, but. Yeah. I, just, you know, I don't this know. This guy. We're homers, he, but whatever. Yeah, he had what, 217 three pointers. First player to have. Off more the than bench. 200 point at least 200 threes coming yeah. off the bench not he, even starting one game he didn't technically break Wayne Ellington's record because like Wayne Ellington still was regarded as a bench player but he actually started a few games yeah Terrence, Terrence did not start, start a game. single game he's made more threes how many games did he play 81 either 80 like or that? 81 I, I um, think he missed like one game that we lost to like Philadelphia yeah, so yeah. not playing not starting one game yeah scores uh, 217 yeah. threes off the bench. You know, that's tough to replace a guy that can come right off the bench and and make some yeah. some buckets for you. Another thing that we you really have to think about, though, when, you, you know, we're thinking about this, like if we lose Terrence Ross, like look at, you know, that bottom four here. So like Jeremy Lamb, Rodney Hood, Seth Curry, Reggie Bullock. So Jeremy Lamb, $7 million this year. Rodney Hood, $3.4 million. Seth Curry, $2.7 million. Reggie Bullock, two point five million. Like, if we lose Ross, it's probably going to be because Ross is going to make like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen million dollars. None of those guys, maybe outside of Jeremy Lamb, Rodney Hood, Seth Curry, Reggie Bullock, none of those guys are going to be signing for you know fifteen million dollars. So, I mean, if we end up like if they decide to overpay Vooch, you know, to bring him back, Hood, Curry, or Bullock are all guys I think that we could turn to and probably pay them like. 
you know, eight or nine million dollars yeah. and kind of, you know, make up for what we, you know, paid Vooch. But I think what I realized going through all this information is realizing, like, even if we lose Ross, like, we're more than likely going to be okay. Maybe, you know, might not, you know, find a guy that can, you know, completely fill his shoes, but at least somebody that's going to be like at least a little bit of a stopgap. When you yeah. expect guys like Aaron Gordon, you know, Jonathan Isaac, hopefully Markel Fultz and yeah. Mo Bamba to, to, you know, take strides. Exactly. I mean, hopefully those guys step up and Terrence, instead of scoring 15 points a game this year, maybe he scores like 13 or, or, or 12 points, you know. So not exactly looking for somebody to come in and do everything that Terrence was doing. Hopefully we get some internal improvement. Yeah, our our guys, our young guys, you know, that we want them to make those strides to improve. So if Aaron Gordon starts scoring twenty five a game or whatever, um, oh my God, don't you know, don't even no. But I'm just saying, like, don't tease me. Points isn't something that we need to like focus on. Yeah, and Terrence just you know he does average fifteen points this season, but that's something that we could replace. Um, you know, and three point percentage. A lot of guys shoot a high percentage at three. So on this le- on this list anyway. On this list, but. Um, the league itself is has become a three point shooting league, um, so we can. I feel like we could replace Terrence if need be. I think um, I agree ahead. with you um, that you know we can replace those fifteen points, but I don't think if we lose Terrence, I don't think we're replacing those fifteen points with one guy. I think we're probably going to get a guy that's going to score like twelve, like ten to twelve points. But if we're if and then those other guys improving exactly if, each like a point or two will help us replace if we end up losing. Yeah, Terrence. like if if let's say even if Terrence comes back and he's scoring ten points, averaging ten points. Yeah, we're we're hoping that our younger guys, our Mo Bamba's and Jonathan Isaac, yeah, make that stride. Exactly that we don't need him to score fifteen. Yeah, so absolutely, yeah. All right, so let's move on to Vooch. Um, we're going to do like the same thing here. We'll go through list, you know, all the uh, the potential other free agents, you know, and then and then we'll just kind of you know walk ourselves through this like we did with Terrence Ross. So, I mean, this as I went through this list, like it's just crazy. Like people just underrate Vooch. Like they talk about, oh, well, if we lose Vooch, we can bring this guy and we can bring that and that guy in. But when you look at the season that he just had, like he he was just just head and shoulders better than everybody on this list, but we'll go through it anyways. So Brooke Lopez, DeAndre Jordan, Willie Cauley-Stein, Enos Cantor, Thomas Bryant, Robin Lopez, Ed Davis, JaVale McGee, Dwayne Deadman, and Ivica Zubats, I think is how you say that. I'm Zubac. Not a, I don't know. It's, it's definitely Zub. I got like the phonetic of like how to say it from basketball reference, but I, I still might be wrong, but Going down this list, I mean, Vooch, points, rebounds, assists, three-point percentages. Each one of these stats is, like, better than almost everybody on this list here. Yeah, he's set to make a lot of money, but uh, but let's let's stop talking Vooch up. In this scenario, Vooch is gone. Let's look yeah. at the rest of the guys on well, this list. And it, we'll, where, where where do you think we would turn? Man, I don't know. I mean, looking off, looking at this list, like I just remember, I, nobody's gonna like none of these guys is gonna come in and do what Vooch did. So let's just no, get no. that out of our minds. I like Brook Lopez. Um, yeah, he's older. He doesn't rebound as well. Uh, not even close. Not even close. Uh, man, I don't, it's tough. The only guy that's clo- close to Vooch on this list with rebounds would be DeAndre Jordan, thirteen rebounds. I personally like Cantor. 
I like Cantor to to he, score, um, but he just can't guard a wet paper bag. A lot tough. of these guys, if we bring in a Enos Cantor or like a Thomas Bryant, Robin Lopez, Ed Davis, like the bottom half of this list, I would fully expect Mo Bamba to start, and these guys would be like backing him up. I mean, we had to um. We had Deadman before. Yeah. Um, and he's made strides. Oh, yeah. Shot 38% from the three-point line. Yeah, he's that's, been a lot better. That's incredible. You know, he went from playing, like, in San Antonio and then now yeah. in Atlanta. And you could see how I much wouldn't better be he mad got. To, I wouldn't so, be mad if we brought Dwayne back at all. And you know, I was kind of upset that we, we got rid of him. Right. Um, well, like, Dwayne is a guy that, yeah, I might be – you might talk me into the fact that if we sign him, he, you know, starts, you know, like ahead of Bamba just because I think he's just like a, a steady, steady guy. But on the other hand, it's like, is he really that much better than Bamba? And you might get more value from... I mean, if we're going to let go of Vooch, you know, I, w- I would just keep Birch? Bamba and Birch right. and Isaac. I don't even know if I would have to go and get another guy. You're not playing Isaac at the five, though. Well, you can, uh, you know, a couple times. Uh, if you, you're you If could. you're putting, like, a, a stick if, figure out there, you anybody, him, anybody you with size, down, I would not put Isaac at the well, five but you got these guys right I mean any 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 of these guys that we sign are going to be significantly cheaper than than Vooch is I mean this year Brooke Lopez made 3.3 million dollars yeah DeAndre Jordan made 22.8 million dollars but it's going to come far short of that Enos Cantor is another guy who made a boatload of money this year Robin Lopez any of these guys that we sign I'm guessing is probably going to be somewhere in the like 10 to 12 million dollar range like what we're paying Vooch now there are a few guys on this list like Willie Cauley-Stein Thomas Bryant Zubots those guys are all restricted free agents my thinking with this is like uh, you know we keep hearing that Sacramento is after Vooch if Sacramento signs Vooch to like a max deal they're probably going to be a little bit hesitant I would think to match anybody on Willie Cauley-Stein Thomas Bryant Washington is probably going to match but all the money they've got wrapped up in Beal and now the toxic contract that is now John Wall that that guy's going to be making like 45 million dollars maybe they don't want to you know keep throwing money at all these guys they mm-hmm. know they're going to be bad for a few years maybe they're not up to to matching Bryant but most likely will and then Zubots I mean they've got the Clippers have you know space to sign two max guys this summer Kawhi and then you know, maybe somebody else, if they're going after them, maybe with all the money that they're spending, maybe they don't want to match, you know, Zubat. I would love to have him. I mean, only averaged 8.9 points per game this year, but was playing really, really well with the Lakers, you know, before he got traded to the Clippers. So yeah. I think he's got a lot of, you I know, I feel potential. like uh, Willie Cauley-Stein would be. Yeah, I mean, if, if for Vooch, me personally, yeah, if Vooch leaves, if he leaves, yeah, especially if it's for Sacramento, I think Willie Cauley-Stein would definitely be you know, a, a solid option. <laughs> One thing that was funny here is I looked up his stats and I'm like, oh, he shot 50% from the three-point line. He shot one of two for the entire year. Oh. So he only shot two. Why, even, why, put, why even put that on yeah, this I list? Don't, I don't understand that, but I, I just thought it was kind of funny. And then, like, DeAndre Jordan and Zubats, those guys know their limitations. They didn't shoot any threes this year. Ed Davis shot one three and didn't even, you know, obviously that, didn't make it. That's what makes Vooch so special is that he could stretch the floor. So with those pick and rolls, he can pick and pop, and he can either, you know, take it down low, or he can shoot a three. Yeah. And you're not doing that with DeAndre Jordan. Oh yeah, absolutely not. So I mean, like, 
I hate to keep beating a dead horse, but to me, it's like I hear, especially like on Twitter when people talk about you know guys that we could turn to if we let go of Vooch. Like I I saw this this like abbreviation like Rolo. I'm like, Ro- who the hell's Rolo? And then I kept thinking, I'm like, are they talking about Robin Lopez? Like, why is Robin Lopez all of a sudden like looked at as this like great center stopgap? Like, he's very mediocre. I mean, guy made fourteen million dollars a year this year, thirty one years old, nine point five points, three point nine rebounds, one point two assist shot, twenty two point six percent from the three point line. I understand like the whole youth movement you know, going on in Chicago right now probably hindered him some, but I hear everybody talking about, I'm like, why would you, why Robin Lopez when you could probably sign Brooke Lopez to probably close to like similar money and yeah, is a wet blanket when it comes to rebounding, but I mean, he shoots a pretty solid, you know, percent from the three point line, but I just don't see like, there's like, to me, there's no perfect option if like Vooch walks. Well, if Vooch walks, we lose. Like, well, I feel like if we lose, like if we lose Ross, like it's like okay, that sucks. But like, there's like guys he's, that he's could kind of supplement that. Exactly. Yeah. If we lose Vooch, it's like, like I just feel like the team is going to take a pretty solid step back. Will we be okay eventually? Yeah, more than likely. You know, I believe Mo is going to be really good eventually. See the the thing with that is like we all believe and we hope that Mo is going to be what we think he's going to be, mm-hmm. but it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. And so we're banking on what could happen. Oh yeah. Where with Vooch, we have Vooch right now. He's already an All Star. He's our first All Star since Dwight. You know. Yeah. And we know what we're getting with Vooch. So, you know, twenty points, twelve rebounds, can shoot, can take it down low. He can bang. I'd keep Vooch and lose Ross. Right. Easily. Yeah. Like, Brooke Lopez would be fine. DeAndre Jordan would be fine. Willie Cauley-Stein would be fine. Enos Cantor, all these guys like would be fine, right? But if Mo Bamba doesn't turn into, you know, what a lot of us believe that he can be and what we think he'll be and what we we hope he'll be, if he doesn't turn into that, I mean, then, you know, what then what do we do? Yeah. You know, so I, like you and I have been saying for weeks, we both agree, you know, bring Vooch back. The good news with both of these guys is they both want to come back. Yeah. You know, there's reports that they've both said that they want to come back. Vooch feels like he's in his prime right now, if not entering his prime. Yeah. And he wants to build with the magic. So on that part, at least that's a good sign that they want to stay with us. I felt I kind of feel like this was like an exercise in like futility because not to just this be just one big love fest for Vooch, but it's just like if we get rid of Vooch, like – I just don't understand where people are looking at Mo Bamba right now and like, oh, yeah, he's ready. Like, no, sorry, he ain't. Like, yeah, I he will be, but right now he ain't ready. So if you can keep Vooch for, you know, decent money, just as, you know, like a placeholder until Bamba's ready to, to be the guy, then by all means, hasta lasagna, you know, sayonara. But, um, yeah. It's it, there's going to be a significant drop off in our center, yeah, stable whatever the heck you want to call it, you know if Vooch is gone. So. I, I feel like people don't realize like how underrated Vooch was this season, and like because the media wasn't really talking about him until the All Star, <clears throat> yeah, 
and even then it's just like okay all-star break that's yeah. it and then he didn't show up for the playoffs so that doesn't help his stock right nobody was talking about him then but like what he can do like you said earlier there aren't too many players that can do what he does it's hard to replace a guy like that yeah so we're absolutely. definitely going to take a hit well this is the thing like looking let like let's turn over we'll look at the salary cap here so uh this year the magic you know um $114,497,306 towards the cap this year. So the cap was like $101 million. So um, those of you that you know aren't really privy with the salary cap stuff, it's all very confusing. I did hours and hours of reading today about the salary cap. But basically, like, okay, the salary cap is $101 million. If a guy is on your team for three years, you have his bird rights, meaning you can exceed the salary cap to sign him. So there's a salary cap at 101 million, but the luxury tax doesn't actually kick in until like 142 million. Yeah. So these exemptions like the the bird rights, early bird rights, stuff like that, mid-level exception, all this other crap, you can use those as excuses to why you're exceeding the salary cap, but as long as you don't hit the luxury tax threshold, you don't have to pay the luxury tax. So these are the contracts that are coming off of the books, you know, as soon as, um, what is that, the moratorium or, or whatever is, you know, before free agency. So Vucevic, Terrence Ross, Jerry and Grant, Jarrell Martin, Ken Birch, Emil Jefferson, Troy Coppain, Shelvin Mack, we still paid him this year, Isaiah Briscoe, still paying freaking CJ Watson $333,333 a year for good money right this there. year and next year, right? And then Michael Carter-Williams, he's also coming off of the book. So as it is right now, um, we are um, the salary cap has accounted for $85 million heading into next year. So the ca- salary cap is supposed to rise from $101 million. They're estimating it to rise to $109 million. So we're looking at roughly, what is that, like $24 million, you know, to play with. So once again, a lot of this is going to come down to, you know, we've got, I believe we have Terrence Ross's early bird rights. We do have Vucevic's bird rights. And then, you know, a few of these other guys, if we bring them back, they're going to be like on not minimum deals, but, you know, probably like we're talking smaller contracts, like five, six, seven million dollar contracts, stuff like that. I don't exact I don't know exactly how it works. Like we hear all the time that like midnight on the start of free agency, like guys agree verbally to these deals and then they'll sign them afterwards. I'm pretty sure you have to like, like you probably would go through the process and sign like all of your, and if anybody out there has like real information on this, please hit us up. I would love to know because right now I'm really just spitballing and I might sound like a complete freaking <laughs> idiot. Go ahead. But I would think that you would, the way that it would probably work is like the guys that you don't have their bird rights that you're bringing back on the, these smaller deals, you physically sign all those guys first to get as close to the salary cap as you can or as you want to. And then when you sign those other guys who you have their bird rights that you can exceed the salary cap to do so, you probably do that at the very end. Okay. You know, maybe that's how it works. Maybe. I mean, it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but, but we'll see. I mean, if we don't bring back Vucha Ross, I mean, we've got $24 million, you know, to, to play with, to try to bring guys back on. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. 
I mean, long story short, we want to keep both of them. Yeah. Sorry so, to keep repeating that. I mean, yeah. it might sound redundant, but you know, we're we're trying to really flesh this out and 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 not just seem like we're just being homers and, you know, we just want to bring these guys back, you know, just because, you know, I love you forever or whatever. No, like if they if they weren't good, obviously we don't want them back. And yeah. It's cuz they're they play yeah. well and they play well with this team. I'm I'm an emotional guy, like I I make emotional decisions sometimes like i believe lebron james is the greatest basketball player of all time False. i will i understand but i will die on that False. hill and i don't just say that like if you want to come to me like i i can map it out for you like i have statistics to support what i'm saying and you know stuff like that so like people think vooch is trash and that we should get rid of him these are the statistics that i'm giving to you guys to combat that i i don't hear from the other, you know, side of the aisle or whatever they want you want to call it, whatever euphemism you want to use, I don't hear any stats coming my way as to why Vooch is trash and as to why we should get rid of Vooch, other than he sucks and he's trash. Well, if you like, if you guys are listening to this and you guys don't like Vooch, hit us up on Twitter or the Instagram, send us some stats and and prove yeah you know what you're saying is true. To uh, to shout out my boy Philip Rossman Reich. I don't know if if the Phil R squared listens to the show or not, but like the on off numbers, women lie, men lie, numbers don't lie. Like there's nothing that supports that the Magic are better without Vooch. And if you think that, you're out of your mind. If you're okay with the Magic getting rid of Vooch and going back to the lottery, then it, and it, and you want to admit that, more power to you then we can actually have a real conversation about philosophy and, and whatnot and whether or not you're wrong, which you are. But anyways, once again, we're bringing this up again, but just wanted to kind of flesh all of this out and fully explain our position on this. It's a, it's a long off season. There's obviously not anything new to talk about with the magic. So uh, we're just going to go through this off season step by step, you know, the, the best that we can. So, um, Will, is there anything else to, to this, to any of these arguments or any other points that, that you would want to add here before no. we kind of go ahead and, and wrap up a little bit? I feel like we said everything. Everything you know. has been said. That's it. <laughs> yeah. If you, once again, if you guys have any questions or anything like that, anything else that you would want us to talk about or walk through about this yeah. free agency with Vooch or Ross or, you know, whatever the case may be, we might mention it kind of here and there, but this is going to be the, the last time that we kind of fully you know, walk through this, this entire thing here. Yeah. So that's mostly going to wrap up today's show, guys. We do just once again want to remind you guys, Thursday, June 20th, the Buffalo Wild Wings in Oldsmar on Tampa Road. We're going to be having a Magic Draft Party. The Magic are going to be drafting number 16th. In a couple weeks, we will start to talk about, you know, um, some prospects. Some draft prospects. We've started to kind of do our homework on all that stuff. Bear with us. We've said multiple times on this podcast, we're not really big college basketball fans. And John, you you watch more college basketball than I do. Yeah. So, so, but we're really trying to you know dive deep into this and really get you know informed, educated opinions before we bring that to you guys. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun. You know, just the initial stuff that uh, we're doing. I'm yeah. I'm really starting to get pretty excited about a, a kid with a certain um, acronym for a name. Nah. Um, but Nikhil Alexander Walker, that's that's the guy that I've been 
uh, I've got my eye on um, so far at 16 and a lot of the homework that I've been doing kind of supports that but we'll um, we'll kind of walk through that we'll talk about that stuff in in, in the few weeks to come and again we are going to be uh, gearing up for a mailbag episode in a few weeks here so any questions or comments that you guys have hit us up Twitter Instagram Facebook, Facebook all that stuff and, and we'll be sure to you know flesh you know those questions out you know just exactly how we you know we did with the not even not even just questions like if you guys have comments about the pod you know you want to give us a little review on twitter or on instagram you guys more than welcome to do that as well yeah thank you for bringing that up again if you guys haven't done it already um, I know there's more listeners than we have reviews on on the iTunes. So if you guys haven't done that already, please go give us a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. It really does help us out a lot. You know, we're trying to climb up the charts, increase the visibility of the show and, and all that. So if you guys haven't done that, please go do that. But apart from that, this has been Jonathan and Will. We'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!